five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Give me 
take this opportunity.
Okay, Sally, let's go over the plans. You're going to the bank, and you'll tell them, stick them up. Should I take out the guns first? Should I take out the guns first? Dummy! Certainly you take out the guns first. No, not here in the street. When you get to the bank, you take out the guns and you say, stick them up. Stick them up. Now, I got it. I got it. When you got all of them stuck up, you'll take out the shopping bag from Corvettes. You'll give it to the teller and tell him to fill it up, please. You'll take the bag of money. You'll tell everybody that's stuck up that they shouldn't move for five minutes because you've got the place surrounded by me. <laughs> you'll back out of the door. I'll be waiting for you in the car. That's it. And believe me, you got the easy job and I got the dangerous job. You got the dangerous job? I'm going in there alone with two guns against six guards and all those people, and I'm going to tell them to stick them up and fill it up and back out of the bank while you're sitting in the car, and you got the dangerous job? Certainly I got the dangerous job. I can drive. <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. All right, I think we're on. I think we are uh, at full uh, power and full speed ahead, I hope, <laughs> at this point. Uh, I'm not quite sure exactly where we uh, dropped out of the uh, uh, broadcast, but maybe if I review the music for you, you can figure out what you did or didn't hear this morning so far during JM in the AM. But I think we are back at full strength now, and if anyone suspects otherwise, you can let us know through the app comments or through email, etc., etc. Leif Tahar had Birchas Achodesh. You heard Hafachta off of the Kosher Halftime Show 2017 edition with Aryeh Kunstler. Derech Achim. Brand new with Imesh Gachech. That's their single. Uh, you heard Anna Avda from Big Time Alterheim. David Gabez had Gomel. Eight Rakod, that was Yaakov Shweki. Aryeh Kunstler had Modani. And, of course, Regesh and Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's a Tuesday on this March 7th, day 9 in the month of Adar, the year 5777. Tufshin Ayin Zion with 45 degrees outside and 79% humidity. Winds are east at 4 Morning rain and a high of 55, not bad. Showers tonight, low 51, and tomorrow mostly sunny with a high 62 degrees. Wow, that'll be a Wednesday. Yerushalayim right now at 62. We're at 45. Good morning from JM the AM. Congratulations to Team Israel, a 15-7 victory in the first round, a round-robin round at the World Baseball Classic if they win the next game, and they certainly move into the field of eight, which will be really cool. And if they survive that, then they become one of the uh, last four teams in the tournament. Um, we'll see what happens. I don't think uh, I don't think the odds makers were giving them much of a chance, especially against these really good teams. But uh, they seem to be doing really, really nicely so far. So congratulations to Team Israel. Congratulations to the Frisch Cougars. They took Saracek yesterday. A very, very tightly fought battle against Shalhevet from the West Coast. And uh, we say congratulations to Frisch. We're coming away as victors. Of course, our Yeshiva League Sports Update is coming up today, Tuesday, at 7.20 Eastern Time. So you can hear all the action about 40 minutes from now with Elliot Weiselberg. Uh, we'll welcome Rabbi Penner into our studio later on. The Chagas Micha is coming up on uh, the 19th of March. So we'll talk about that. And um, plenty more happening on a Tuesday morning broadcast here 
at JM in the AM. Well, last night uh, it was just I, I knew I knew it would be an incredible celebration, especially for those of us who are uh, who go way back with both families. It was just a a wonderful and incredible wedding. Uh, I know many. Uh, there, there was a there was a woman years ago who used to call here after every wedding she attended and tell me how it was the greatest wedding she was ever at, <laughs> and she would say that about every single wedding. And I get that because uh, every wedding is so extra special. But last night I really had that feeling. It was so labedic, so incredible, such an unbelievable celebration. Two incredible families. Um, that it was just it was one of those uh, types of simchas that um, was one of the greatest ever, and everybody felt it. It was such a, a spirited and incredible environment. So Mazel Tov going out to Naomi and Rabbi Mark Landsman, to uh, Cheryl and Dr. Jay Bienenfeld, and of course to Rena and Jeremy. Big Mazel Tov wishes from all of us here at JM and the AM and the entire extended Siegel family uh, who really enjoyed the uh, picture of the uh, T-shirts from the wedding that I sent, <laughs> or that we sent, I should say. Um, it was an incredible celebration last night at the Sands. Great seeing uh, Ofi Nat and Ari Boyanju. A lot of wonderful people there last night. Mark Feinberg uh, and the and the uh, group of uh, wonderful musicians. And it was just a uh, a great uh, celebration. So Mazal Tov to the Landsman and uh, Kupchik families. Mazal Tov to the Bienenfeld and Liker families and all their extended families. A lot of people from so many different places coming together for the big simcha. And to Rina and Jeremy, an extra special Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Plenty more coming up. We are in the month of Adar uh, where we are um, just celebrating. Um... Just having a, an amazing time every single morning and every single day. Make sure to keep it here all day long. Oh, by the way, those of you who missed the last Monday night's armchair discussion with um, uh, that I did with Rabbi uh, Fass and Tony Gelbart, uh, you have an opportunity to hear it today right after JM and the AM. We're going to be playing that during JM Rewind. So you'll hear that between 9 and 10 this morning, the armchair conversation about the 15th anniversary of a nefesh benefesh. So I uh, I recommend you keep it here. And that's right, there'll be a live lunch today with ZK between 11 and 1. Uh, I recommend you keep it here at the Nahum Single Network all day long. Why wouldn't you? Here's Ohad.
sweetheart Your honey bunch is home Where are you? I'm hiding <laughs> I've got a surprise for you Where are you? I'm hiding I bought you those gold earrings you wanted Where are you? I'm hiding in the front closet. J.M. and the A.M., another one of, one of our great Adar comedy segments in America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSingle.com, on the NachumSingle Network, and of course on our beloved NSN app. Hour number one complete, two more hours to go, including in the 7 o'clock hour, our Yeshiva League sports update coming up. Congratulations to Team Israel on their big victory at another one in the World Baseball Classic. Hey, rumor has it that Zusha is stopping by tomorrow. Rumor has it that Zusha is stopping by our studio tomorrow morning at about... 8.15, the day before Tanis Esther. Oh, this should be exciting. Start spreading the word. Zusha expected in studio tomorrow morning, hour number three here at JM in the AM. Don't forget the Heichalat Torah Purim Chagiga. We'll star Mordechai Shapiro this coming Saturday night on Sterling Place in Teaneck, New Jersey. Heichalat Torah invites you to participate and be part of that great holiday experience. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday's next. Boker Tov from Jandim. Galay Tzal, Asha Ashtayim, Kanran Yevnai, Ima Shikorai Akshav. Ha-Pagritut Atzvayit Gisha Yerur Al-Kalut Onshor Shel Elor Azariah, Katavenu Ariel Ziegler. הערעור שהוגש לבית הדין הצבאי לערעורים מבקש להחמיר בעונשו של עזריה שעומד על שנה וחצי מאסר בפועל ולגזור עליו שנתיים וחצי מאסר לפחות כפי שסבר אחד השופטים בגזר הדין שהיה בדעת מיעוט. התביעה טוענת שהעונש המקל לא עומד בקנה אחד עם הכרעת הדין החמורה וכן שאין בו כדי להרתיע חיילים מלעבור עבירות דומות בעתיד. עורך הדין יורם שפטל אמר בתגובה לערעור כי הפרקליטות הצבאית הוכיחה שיש לה צמאון נטול גבולות לדמו של המשטרה חוקרת חשד שפלסטיני דקר הבוקר נהג ישראלי שאסף אותו ברכבו דרומית לירושלים. כתבנו ענבל תמיר. גבר ישראלי דיווח למשטרה כי ביציאה ממוסך סמוך לכפר וולאג'ה דרומית לירושלים אסף איתו טרמפיסט פלסטיני וכי במהלך הנסיעה לדבריו הטרמפיסט דקר אותו בידו ונמלט. צוות מגן דוד אדום פינה את הפצוע במצב קל לבית החולים שערי צדק בירושלים. במחוז שי במשטרה פתחו בחקירת נסיבות המקרה שהרקע אליו עדיין לא ברור. ראש המכינה בעלי, הרב יגאל לוינשטיין, שכינה בעבר את אנשי הקהילה הגאה סוטים, בהתפתעות מעוררת מחלוקת נוספת. לדבריו, שפורסמו לראשונה בחדשות עשר, בנות דתיות שמתגייסות לצבא, יוצאות ממנו לא יהודיות. שיגרו לנו את הילדות, מגייסים לנו אותן לצבא, הן נכנסות יהודיות, הן לא יהודיות בקצה. כל מערכת הערכים שלהן תשתבש. מוקדם יותר, קצין חינוך ראשי בצה"ל, תת-אלוף אבנר פדסוק, הביע בוועדת החינוך של ידיעות אחרונות תמיכה בשילוב נשים בתפקידי לחימה בצה"ל. התפיסה, החזון, זה שוויון הזדמנות מלא. זה אומר שבחזון הכל פתוח לנשים, ועכשיו צריך להתחיל להסביר איפה זה לא אפשרי, ולא הפוך. אז החזון, הכל פתוח, עכשיו בואו נגדיר את אותה קבוצה שלדעתי תהיה מצומצמת מאוד, שבה אה, לא נכון לשלב נשים. שופט בית משפט העליון יורם דנצינגר הודיע על פרישה מסיבות אישיות. כתבתנו דור מימון מציינת שדנצינגר היה אמור לסיים את תפקידו בפברואר 2018. 
שר החינוך לשעבר שי פירון עוקץ את מחליפו בתפקיד השר בנט, המקדם לימודי חמש יחידות במתמטיקה, ואומר, זה ממש לא חזות הכל. כתבתנו מיכל צ'ין מביאה מדבריו של פירון. נורא חשוב שילדים יעשו חמש יחידות במשהו, זאת אמירה לא מוסרית, שמצוינות שווה מתמטיקה. כשאתה בא ואתה אומר, יש דבר אחד שנקרא מצוין, ומי שהולך עם עוד ספרות הוא פחות מצוין, אז תלכי אחרי זה לכבישים ותראי איך אנשים מתנהגים, לא חמש יחידות במתמטיקה יעשו אותם יותר בני אדם. מפולת האשלגים באתר סקי בדרום צרפת, אין הרוגים באירוע, כתבתנו קרן בן מרדכי. על פי הרשויות בצרפת אין הרוגים במפולת השלגים שהתרחשה באתר הסקייטין באלפים. תחילה דווח כי עשרות בני אדם קבורים תחת השלג ויש חשש מיידי לחייהם. עם זאת כעת ניתן שכל הגולשים במקום בטוחים. מאתר הסקי נמסר שמספר גולשים נלקחו לטיפול רפואי וכי צוותי חילוץ פרוסים במקום. מזג האוויר ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות, ביום חמישי כבר יהיה שרב. אלה החדשות שעורך דן דובין.
May I have your attention, please? This is the last will and testament of our dear friend and relative Samuel B. Cohen. I, Samuel Benjamin Cohen, being of sound mind and body, do hereby declare this to be my last will and testament. Number one, to my son, my beautiful boy Sheldon, <laughs> my firstborn, who made me proud of him all my life, a fine son, a good husband, a wonderful father, and the best dentist in the United States. <laughs> to my son Sheldon, I bequeath tax-free one million dollars. Wonderful. Isn't that magnificent? Good luck, Sheldon. <laughs> Number two, to my beautiful daughter Jane, with a Y. <laughs> to that lovely child who always got high marks and helped her mother with the dishes when we couldn't afford a maid, who got a scholarship to Hunter College, who for a long time has been a little too particular or she'd be married already. To my lovely daughter Jane, with a Y, tax-free one million dollars. Oh, Such a generous man. Isn't that beautiful? Mazel tov. <laughs> Number three, to my beautiful wife Miriam, friend, companion, love of my life. To the lovely Miriam I give with pleasure everything that's not in her name already. <laughs> the white Chrysler Imperial with the white sidewalls and the Prince's Telephone. Beautiful wife Miriam, friend, companion, love of my life. To the lovely Miriam, I give with pleasure everything that's not in her name already. <laughs> the white Chrysler Imperial with the white sidewalls and the Prince's telephone. The Picasso from the back of the store. My Arnold Palmer golf clubs with a new leather bag and tax-free $2 million in cash. Enjoy, sweetheart, enjoy. Oh, what a marvelous husband. An angel, not a man, an angel. The Picasso from back of the store and everything. <laughs> Number four, to my brother-in-law, Louis, who lived with us all of his life, who never had to do a day's work, who knew how to handicap the ponies better than anybody, who only smoked the finest cigars, mine, to my brother-in-law, Louis, who all his life said I would never remember him in my will. Hello, Louis. J.M. in the A.M. There you go. <laughs> a nice Adar selection on a Tuesday morning. How do you like that? Yeshiva League Sports Update is coming up. Keep it here for that. 
Uh, I want to again wish a mazel tov to the Landsman and Bienenfeld families, the beautiful wedding last night, Rena and Jeremy. Mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. And um, Shiva League Sports Update, just a few minutes from now, I'm sure, sure that Elliot Weiselberg will have a full report on Saracek. Congratulations to Frisch on that. And um, many other things as the playoff season really is heating up. JM and the AM, we're coming up. Here's Jakob Schwecki. Shakhaim
JM in the AM, Yaakov Shweki, Mamin Binisim here at JM in the AM. Well, it is time for our Yeshiva League sports update, everybody. You know that the uh, playoff season is really heating up, to say the least. Elliot Weiselberg is, of course, on top of everything. He's got all the news. We want to take this opportunity before we get to the Yeshiva League sports update to congratulate Team Israel and the round robin, uh, the, the first round robin group. Uh, they have won two of the three games so far, which is pretty amazing. A 15 7 uh, victory over Chinese uh, Taipei in Seoul, South Korea. Two upsets so far. Can they win again and keep going? Very possible. They may not even have to win the next game and they'll be able to keep going, but we'll see what happens. Um, once uh, the two top teams in each group advance, there'll be eight teams left. And uh, once the top two in those two groups go on, there'll be four teams left for the big final in the United States. The World Baseball Classic continues, and we are, of course, rooting for Team Israel. Meanwhile, uh, a big shout-out to Crown Trophy. Whoever wins the Yeshiva League Championship, you know they'll be hoisting a Crown Trophy above their heads. Uh, Mike Feller and his entire staff are getting ready for the big days in March, when those trophies will be awarded. We, meanwhile, we are keeping up to date on everything having to do with Yeshiva League sports by tuning into Court Report every Sunday night and Tuesday night at 7 p.m. And I believe there's a new show tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, by listening in every Tuesday morning to the Yeshiva League sports update with Elliot Weiselberg. Elliot is next. Here he is with the Yeshiva League sports update at JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. Just when you think the most wonderful time in the Yeshiva League year simply could not get any better, guess what? It absolutely did. In the midst of all the playoffs going on now for the winter sports, high school sports fans retreated to the annual spectacular that is the Red Sarachek Basketball Tournament. On today's edition of the Tuesday Morning Jam in the AM Sports Update, girls JV and varsity gear up for their championship games, while Hafter and TABC and SAR and DRS get acquainted with each other, as well as a Sarachek tournament rundown. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. The first set of championships in Yeshiva League March Madness is all set to play out tomorrow night, when two-thirds of the girls' basketball leagues hold their finals at TABC. At 6 o'clock, the Girls' JV League will see an all-West affair as West Division champion Frisch meets up with West's second seed, SAR. The two teams split the regular season series, and this rubber match will be for all of the JV marbles. In the second game of the evening, the Varsity A Championship will take place with East Division champion Flatbush taking on West Division champion SAR. SAR will look to repeat as champions, while the Falcons look to cap off a season that started 0-2 before running off their current streak of 12 straight wins. The anatomy of a Yeshiva League rivalry can be really strange sometimes. Very often, schools that rarely ever face in the regular season get thrown together in the playoffs and create sparks in the most unlikely of ways. Over the last few years, two sets of schools have accomplished that very task, and the drama unfolds between TABC and Hafter and DRS and SAR. TABC and Hafter have met several times on the hockey battlefield over the last two years, with TABC taking the latest installment of setting host Hafter last Thursday night 2-1 in overtime to move on to the varsity hockey semifinals. The two schools will meet again next week in the JV Hockey Semifinals, as well as a showdown in the JV Basketball Semifinals, both in TABC. DRS and SAR have been on a collision course in hockey for many years now, creating some of the most dramatic results on all ends of the sports spectrum. Two weeks ago, the schools met in the JV Hockey Quarterfinals, with DRS downing SAR 2 to nothing. 
This past week, the two teams met up in the varsity basketball quarterfinals with DRS, defending champions, downing the Sting 66-52 behind Gideon Valinsky's 25 points. If the varsity hockey Wildcats defeat JEC in the greenhouse tomorrow night, it'll set up another matchup between the two schools in the semifinals in DRS. Just to show you how familiar those two hockey teams are with each other, the senior classes will have met up in the playoffs every single year of their high school careers, with all wins presently going to SAR. The 26th annual Red Sarachek tournament took place this past weekend at the Max Stern Athletic Center on the campus of Yeshiva University. 20 teams converged, with four teams walking away with tournament hardware. In Tier 4, the Kohelet Kings were victorious after four days, defeating Hebrew Academy of Montreal 38-36. Tier 3 saw an unfamiliar participant as perennial Tier 1 favorite Eula, dropping their first contest of the tournament, rebounded to win their final three, including a nine-point win over Kushner to take home the divisional crown. In Tier 2, the Cinderellas of the tournament, 16-seed Ida Crown, jumped from borderline Tier 4 purgatory, won all four tournament games, and walked away with the championship. On the grand stage, however, it came down to top-seeded Frisch Cougars and third-seeded Shalhevet Firehawks, and the difference would be two free throws by Cougar Yisrael Solomon, with the clock winding down to give Frisch the 49-47 Tier 1 championship victory, their second in the last three years. Need more Yeshiva League action? Tune into tonight's all-new episode of The Court Report at 7 p.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. This week, we talk more in-depth on the Yeshiva League playoffs, as well as a full recap of all Sarachek games. All that and more tonight at 7 p.m. on the Nachum Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com. And that was your Tuesday morning jam in the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. Up, I'm living life, going places, so much strife. Starting to think about what's gonna be. Who knows who cares, who dares to share a bit of what you feel inside? Open up a little trust, cause we're all family.
a.m. in the a.m. Hold on from the Waterbury Yeshiva. Uh, thanks, Elliot Weiselberg, for that great Yeshiva League sports update. Congratulations to Frisch. Congratulations to Team Israel, doing great in the World Baseball Classic so far. And um, and a big shout-out to Mike Feller and everybody up at Crown Trophy getting ready for the very, very last games of the season. Things are getting very, very exciting. That is for sure. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechanishmas Harav Zeb, Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and Zechanishmas Esther Bas, Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. Good morning. We read in the Megillah, Vatoymer Esther, Ish Tsar Vaoyev Hamon Harahazeh, that Hamon is our enemy. Om Rabbi Lazar, we learn in Mesech the Megillah, that originally Esther was pointing in the direction of Achashverosh. A Malach came, hit her on the hand, and directed her hand towards Haman. The Vilna Goyen asks an interesting question. The whole reason that Esther had made this suda and invited Achashverosh and Haman was to find Chain in the eyes of Achashverosh, so eventually he would be mevatel, the gezer of Haman. He would annul the decree of Haman. How can we understand that in the middle of the Suda, she intended to point her finger at Achashverosh and call him the Rasha, call him the evil one, she would provoke him and remove any hope of being helped by Achashverosh. Certainly, with all the preparations that were made, Esther had achieved that shasa kosher, the charm time, that moment when Achashverosh wanted to know who is this person that is causing her all this trouble and wanted to punish that person. All she had to do at that moment was to tell and tell exactly what he had done. That would be the end of the story. So why specifically at this time did she point at Achashverosh and possibly lose all the benefit of what she had achieved? The Vilna Gon explained this by referring to the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. We learned that Nehemiah was the minister in charge of bringing the wine to the Melech Pras. Part of his job was to drink a little bit of the wine to ensure that it had not been poisoned. One day, Nehemiah came in and his face was sad. He had never before appeared before the king with a downcast face. The king asked him why he was downcast. He thought that perhaps there was evil in his heart. Nehemiah replied, Long live the king. I am saddened this day because the city of my ancestors' graves is in ruin and its gates are consumed by fire. The king asked, What is your request? Nehemiah continues, it's explained that actually he was praying before Hashem, even though he was talking to an earthly king. The same was with Esther Hamalka. She stood in front of Achashverosh, but she was actually talking to the Melech Malche Amlochim, the king of kings. Achashverosh thought that she was talking to him. She was trying to inspire divine mercy. So when she was talking about the evil and turned to Hashem, she prayed to be saved from Achashverosh, because in truth, it was Achashverosh who had the power to pass the evil decrees in not Haman. Esther was so shaku and tefillah, so completely immersed in prayer, that she forgot in front of whom she was physically standing. So when Achashverosh asked her, Mihu zehu, Who is this one who is so evil? She instinctively pointed directly at Achashverosh, because he was the one that was responsible for the decree. However, when the Malach came and moved her hand in order that she should point at Haman, Esther realized 
that her hand was being moved min hashamayim from the heavens, and that she must say it was Haman and not Achashverosh. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Strangers raising flags Seen you dressed in ashen rags Seen them all turn around Just like you I hold my ground But I stand quiet, I stand still Like a rock throughout the ages I'm just a stone from your home I'm Jerusalem Stone And I've waited all this time See you in this land of mine And I've waited through the ugliness and grime See you in this land of mine
Very nice. By the way, I can't help but admire that fabulous diamond ring you are wearing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it's 40 carats. <laughs> it's the famous Plotnik and diamond. The Plotnik diamond? Forgive my ignorance, but I'm not familiar with it. Well, uh, between the Star of India and the Hope Diamond is the Plotnik Diamond. I never knew. You know, I would give anything to own a diamond like that. Oh, believe me, you wouldn't want it. Along with this diamond comes a case. The Plotnik case. The Plotnik curse. Isn't that romantic? Not so romantic. If you know what kind of a curse goes along with it, it's terrible. What is the curse that goes along with it? Mr. Plotnik. <laughs> <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. in the month of Adar. <laughs> Tuesday morning with 45 degrees. Morning rain in this area with a high of 55. Yeah, 55. Not bad. Very March day in New York City. How you doing, everybody? How is it? I, I meant to comment when Elliot Weiselberg did our Yeshiva League Sports Update. How is it that Ida Crown, and a big shout-out to everybody in Chicago, how is it that Ida Crown every year completely um, exceeds expectations? Every year they exceed expectations. They come into the tournament, win every single game. It's pretty amazing. So congratulations to Ida Crown. Of course, congratulations to Frisch. They are the winners, Tier 1 the championship in the uh, Sarachek tournament. We say congratulations from all of us here at JM in the AM. Want to again wish a Mazel Tov to the Landsman and Bienenfeld families and the beautiful Simcha last night. Mazel Tov to Arena and Jeremy. Just a wonderful Simcha. I remind everybody that the mega mission of a lifetime is celebrating 50 years of a reunited Jerusalem starting on May 22nd. It's going to be an amazing week in the holy city of Jerusalem. Mizrahi is making sure that people all around the world all over the diaspora, are going to be in Israel for Yom Yerushalayim. Make sure to be there, everybody, for the mega mission of a lifetime, celebrating those 50 years. Uh, information, Mizrahi.org slash YY50. Mizrahi.org slash YY50. Make sure your shul, your school, your men's club, your sisterhood, your uh, family, they're all, <coughs> excuse me, your organization, are all represented uh, for Yom Yerushalayim number 50 coming up in May. Again, it's Mizrahi.org slash YY50. Mizrahi.org slash YY50. Oh, yes. So here's how the World Baseball Classic works. Uh, it is a round robin. The uh, four teams in each pool uh, are in a round robin contest. The next time Israel plays, and this obviously is a critical game because if they win, they're automatically in the next round. Um, the next time they play, uh, Israel will be the home team. I believe, and it happens this coming Wednesday for us. It'll be Thursday afternoon. They play Thursday afternoon in Korea. For us, it's tomorrow night at 10 p.m. For us, it's tomorrow night at 10 p.m., Israel versus the Netherlands, and uh, we'll see what happens. That's the next game. Tomorrow night for us at 10 p.m. Eastern time. It really happens Thursday around noontime. Hey, want to wish a mazel tov to the Ostreicher and Moskowitz families. Uh, Shia and Shifi are being married tonight, and a very, very special Mazda to Mr. and Mrs. Yossi Ostreicher. Many of you have uh, heard us refer to him over the years many, many times um, in the capacity of, uh, of many different things. Most recently, uh, one of the heads of the Manischewitz company, 
And uh, we wish them a very special Mazdov on tonight's big Simcha. Um, the Ustreichers and Moskovitzes will be celebrating up in New Square, or actually more uh, more accurately up in Spring Valley. And um, we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at uh, JM in the AM. All right. A lot of good news to report, thank goodness. Chag Smicha is coming up. We'll do something about that in hour number three this morning. That's happening on the 19th of March. We'll discuss that coming up here at JM. Then Mordechai Shapiro is the uh, Heichal Torah star for the Purim Chagiga Saturday night. Heichal Torah and Tinek invites you there on Sterling Place to enjoy Mordechai Shapiro this coming Saturday night. 201-335-0633 for information on that. Uh, oh, also, I was asked to uh, announce, I got a message from the um, a Torah giant, Rabbi uh, David Feinstein, that in the MTJ calendar, in the MTJ calendar, there is a mistake in terms of the start of Thursday's fast. And MTJ wants everyone to know that according to their um, evaluation, the fast starts at 446 in the New York area. All right, they had a much later time in their calendar, and they want everyone to know that that is a mistake, and it really starts 446. So keep that in mind for Thursday's fast. Wishing everybody an easy fast. Gershon Veroba's next. You're listening to JM in the AM.
This is dedicated to all the special children and all those who love them. You're amazing just the way you are. Oh, you dance, you dance, and I can see the joy just spreading. You laugh, you laugh, and I want to go where you are heading. You're so wonderful. I want everyone to You gotta believe me Please know, please know You're so special, you got to trust me Every time you wonder why I'm not the same I say When I see you smile There's not a thing that I would change Cause you're amazing Just the way you What it's representing Your soul's beautiful I feel it every day Oh, you know, you know, you know No one needs you to change You're perfectly just being assured in every way So, don't even wonder or ask why I feel this way You know I'll say
supermarket and I'll pick up to eat. <laughs> Then I'll take the subway to the Long Island Railroad and I'll take the train. Oh, Mama, Please, darling, you. it's only an hour and a half to the bus. <laughs> and then I'll take the bus and from where the bus stops, I'll walk the 14 blocks to your house. And for you, darling, I'll put the children to bed and for you, I'll change the sheets and I'll give them an aspirin. So they shouldn't yell and I'll clean up the house and I'll cook something nice for the 20 ladies. They'll love it. Just don't worry, darling. Everything will be okay. Isn't that what a mother is for? Oh, Mama. Thank you. I feel so much better. By the way, sweetheart, if it's snowing and the car wouldn't start this morning, how did Sam get to work? Sam? Sam, your husband. My husband's name is Paul. Is this three months, seven, one, six, six? No, this is three months, seven, one, one, seven, seven. Does that mean you're not coming? One of the best of our uh, incredible uh, Adar comedy segments here at JM in the AM. Uh, what do we got? Seven minutes before the top of the hour. Thanks for joining us, everybody, on this Tuesday morning broadcast. It is much appreciated. Um, something I wanted to mention to everybody. Oh, yeah, the um, the selection you heard, which was uh, Garrison Verobu with Just the Way You Are, that intro was done by the late Larry Gates, and I'm so glad that we were able to get his voice on these airwaves. Uh, before that, Shimcha done by uh, Gershon. You heard Eighth Day with Jerusalem Stone here on a, a Tuesday morning broadcast. The rumor is that Zusha is going to be stopping by in hour number three tomorrow. The rumor is that Zusha, did you hear that, is going to be stopping by in hour number three tomorrow. That would be an amazing pre-Purim show. So I strongly suggest that you make sure to be tuned in tomorrow. Uh, here at um, at JM in the AM. You never know in general what may happen, but if Zusha visits, it should be a lot of fun, to say the least. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. Brand new Duddy Duffler.
Dudi Nafler, brand new with a single, Kibis Simcha. That's a great Adar selection, wouldn't you agree? JM in the AM, ready to wrap up hour number two at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. And it is a great pleasure to welcome uh, two gentlemen into our studio will be speaking about the Chag HaSmicha. It happens up at YU on the 19th of March. It is a very 
very big occasion. For those of you not familiar with Chag HaSmicha, what it means, what it's all about, we will explain. Uh, he is the Dean of Reitz, the Rabbi Isaac Alchanan Theological Seminary, and um, a phenomenal choice for the position. Not that he needs my endorsement, but I've been very excited ever since he was appointed. And that's right, Menachem Penner. Rabbi Penner, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thanks for having us this morning. I continue to be enthusiastic about you being the head of REITs. How do you like that? <laughs> Thank you. I, I guess that makes two of us. I appreciate the vote. <laughs> oh, they're more than that, trust me. And you have with you Rabbi Dan Cohen, who currently serves as the Edmund Safra Svartik Skan Mashkiach up at YU. Rabbi Cohen, welcome to the show. It's great to be here. Now. I appreciate that. A pleasure. And we'll speak about uh, your work and your department coming up as well. The Chag HaSmicha is the 19th of March. So I say Mazel Tov, Rabbi Penner. Thank you very much. This is a big deal, to say the least. This is a very big deal. One of the most exciting things that goes on in our community, the Chag HaSmicha, where we celebrate those who've gotten Smicha in the last uh, three years. We used to do it every four years, right. but we literally ran out of room in Lamport Auditorium for four years of Musmachim and their families, so we've reduced it now to every three years. You know, I was down, as you know, um, in Boca at the same time the Wayu Yarchekala was going on. We saw each other down there. And I, I know, believe me, I know that not every single rabbi who was there is a YU Musmach. I get that. But the majority are. And when you interact with them and you see their worldliness and their uh, desire to solve today's problems and be as up-to-date as possible in a halachic sense, of course, but also in a, in a social sense, to, it is really heartwarming. It is really incredible how well-rounded your Musmachim, your rabbis are. It's a very, very special group, and I think that as great as the rabbis in the field are, I think the community really hasn't seen what's coming yet. Um, the training that the students get at this point, even the changes in the last two or three years, are really astounding. Uh, almost every shul rabbi candidate going forward will have gone through a special joint program. Uh, rabbi Cohen is part of that program with Furkauf Graduate School of Psychology, so our graduates will now be coming out with uh, mass with uh, graduate work in in uh, pastoral psychology, and we also have a special training training program for themselves to understand themselves. We have psychologists working with them. Uh, we continue to expand the halacha curriculum, the uh, the speaking curriculum. It's never ending, really. I it, mean, it's, you, you could always add and and, and the, think of more things that the rabbis right. need as tools out there. Correct? I had this chutz to be a shul rabbi for over twenty years. Right. It, there, you really can't. To prepare them too much, but uh, we're trying to do what we can to make sure they can serve the community. You're expecting over 130 musmachim there, uh, who've, as you said, completed the program over the last three years, will now be ordained rabbis officially. And um, is this open to the public or not? I mean, I know that that invitations go out, and I know there's a limited amount of space. Is this something where an average listener who wants to see this incredible positive spectacle could go to YU and actually participate? It's an amazing thing, but I would not come to the campus to participate. Wow. Uh, uh, generally, there are uh, family members scalping tickets on Amsterdam <laughs> Avenue trying to get in. Um, Lamport Auditorium holds almost 1,200, but that's not enough. But we right. do encourage everyone to watch on www.yu.edu uh, to watch on the 19th. It'll be at 1130 in the morning. Right. And it's really amazing to watch the energy. And it's also amazing to see the future of the community because of those 135 or so musmachim are going to be your rabbis and your principals and your teachers. 
And it's a very, very exciting event. And uh, very convenient for our listeners in Israel, 6.30, a local time there for them, so everybody around the world can watch and participate in that way. It's yu.edu slash chag. And it says here that the musmachim, those who are receiving the smicha, those who are going to be ordained as rabbis, come from five continents and more than 50 North American cities? Yeah. They're, it's a pretty it, diverse group. <laughs> it's a very diverse group, and we have actually a nice group from uh, from England, uh, students from England who've come to study at YU. How for do they Smith? find out how great Reitz is I, <laughs> all the way over there? I don't get it. <laughs> I think we probably got them when they were studying in Eretz Israel after uh. high school. Um, and they went back to serve their communities there. And we have a rabbi in New Zealand. Uh, we have rabbis around the world already from this group. These are people that just got smicha in the last few years. Wow. All right, we'll get to Rabbi Cohen in a moment and his contribution to all of this. But first, we should mention that at 11.30 in the morning on Sunday, March 19th, you are going to especially recognize Rabbi Julius Berman with the Eitz Chaim Award, and at the same time, the great Harav Herschel Schechter with the Harav Yosef Dov Halevi Salavechik Aluf Torah Award. Tell me about these two presentations. So, Rabbi Berman, Rabbi Julius Berman, uh, not to be confused with our okay. president-elect, Rabbi okay. Ari Berman. Rabbi Julius Berman really is Reitz. Um, he was the uh, chairman of the Board of Reitz, the chairman of the Board of Trustees for many, many years, he has REITs really in his blood, and we're really excited to be able to give him this this honor. Of course, everyone knows Rav Schechter. Um, I think that we underestimate as a community the impact that he's had. Um, he's been teaching now for 50 years. If you combine the students in yeshiva and the people around the world, and even more than that, those who've heard him on Wayu Torah, right. it's impossible to fathom the number of hours of Torah that have been learned because of his words. And I could, by the way, his weekly shurim as well for Balabat. His weekly shurim in Brooklyn and, and Forest Hills, yeah. And the impact, and this I know from personal experience, as you know, the impact he has on young Talmidim in Israel, including those in NCSY Kolel, including those who are uh, in, in yeshivas in Israel, you know, during the year. It's amazing how he travels there and has a face-to-face encounters with all these young students. Yeah, and just being with him, a lot of people see him from afar. Right. You really can't understand Rav Shechter unless you have the ability to really sit with him and understand his warmth and his care for Klal Yisrael, how he cries whenever you tell him a story of a tzara. Um, he really is an amazing human being. Uh, and we, we were trying to figure out how do we say thank you to Rav Shechter. Um, it's difficult to put together enough things, enough thank you notes. What are you going to say for someone who's done that? Hmm. So we've decided to uh, commission the writing of a Sefer Torah for Rav Shechter uh, from the community and from the yeshiva, a way of sort of when we hand that Torah to him on the 19th, at the Chagasmicha, to say, you've given us, and now we're sort of trying to give back to you. And we're encouraging uh, the Talmidim and the communities around the world to help participate in this uh, Siva Sefer Torah. Again, you can go to the same web address with a link to be able to participate for the Chagasmicha. You can just Google to look up for the Rav Shech, the Torah. Uh, we'll be finishing the Torah, Mir Tzashem, the last letters uh, on uh, the morning of the Chagasmicha on the 19th. The will night, there be a Torah celebration that day? There will be. The Chagasmicha will end uh with marching the Sefer Torah from Lamport Auditorium to the Gluck Base Madrash. Nice. It will be beautiful. All the children of the neighborhood are going to be there the, uh, to, to wave flags and everything. Yes, that should be part of the webcast. We're not sure where we're going to lose the stream outside. Right. We're going to try to make that happen. But wow. people are encouraged to say thank you to Rabbi Shechter by donating to the Sefer Torah project. All right, since we're not encouraging people to actually be there, unless they're a relative who you know desperately wants to try, uh, we want people and encourage them to watch everything at yu.edu slash chag. This Sunday is Purim. It's the following Sunday, everybody, the 19th 
of March, the Chag HaSmicha, as all the Musmachim, the, uh, those receiving rabbinic ordination uh, who have completed the program over the last three years, will in fact do so uh, as part of the REITS um, uh, ceremony, the celebration this uh, coming March the 19th. And just, you mentioned Ray Berman a moment ago, and just so that people out there who are curious, at, at so, there has been no transition yet. At some point, there will be, right? Correct. Basically. President-elect Berman is now living in New York. Right. I feel a little bad for him. <laughs> from the Daniel, right. but uh, for, for the yeshiva, he's come to New York. He's now already officially the president-elect. And President Joel will be in place until after our Shavuos program, which we've had so many yeah, chances sure. to talk about on the radio. And uh, the transition will happen over the summer. All right, so sometime in the middle of 2017, that's going to occur. Rabbi Cohen is here. Rabbi Dan Cohen is the Edmund Safra Sephardic Skan Mashkiach at Yeshiva University. Rabbi Cohen, how many years have you been at YU? This is my second year. How are things going so second far? Second year on the job. Uh, Baruch Hashem, it's going amazing. I really love what I do. What is the job of a Skan Mashkiach? <laughs> Can one put that, it into words? It's that million-dollar question. Of <laughs> what does a rabbi do when he's not in shul and when he's not teaching? Hey, you don't classes? think I get that question when I'm out on the air? Come on. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Just in a few words, the yeshiva understands that there's a really large uh, student body in the yeshiva, and you have to cater to the needs of, of as many students as possible. It's for that reason that they have so many mashgichim on campus, so many mashgichim and all the batei midrashim um, that are caring for the needs of the students, that are always giving shirim and chaburas and and the like. And the yeshiva also understands that there's a very large Sephardic student body on uh, on campus, and for that reason, they 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 had they had to fill that void. They had to find someone to uh, to pro, to organize a Beit Midrash program, to organize minyanim throughout the day, um, to give various shirim and halacha throughout the day, at day and night, um, and and most importantly, someone who understands the culture of of many different uh, Sephardic students and uh, someone who could be there for them as a rabbi and as a friend as well. Where are you from? Are you originally from? I'm originally from Queens. And where is your legacy from? Let's my legacy, uh, my father is, was born in Afghanistan. Wow. Kabul, Afghanistan, yes. And my mother is uh, Persian, but she was born in Israel. Wow, unbelievable. Uh, you know, and Rabbi Penner, you've been at YU many years and observed even before that uh, what goes on in the campus. Uh, is this, in your opinion, the largest, I don't know, percentage or largest contingent of the Sephardic community up at Yeshiva University? At it's time? the largest contingent. It's not actually the largest contingent for the Chag Asmicha. Rabbi Cohen is one of the Musmachim. We had an even larger group last time. Of course, it was right. four years instead of three. Right. But the Sephardic population on campus continues to grow. And Rabbi Cohen's a modest fellow, but he has a lot to do with that. Uh, for the students to feel that they have a Sephardic home, on campus is very important. I think it's an unbelievable accomplishment. And, you know, just like certain Ashkenazic synagogues have done, and, and maybe too few of them, but so many, but, but some of them have done such a good job opening up their doors to Sephardic Minyanim and not, and not encouraging people to make a Sephardic Minyan or a shul somewhere else in the neighborhood, but have brought it under one roof. And we could cite some great examples of that. It's amazing how YU has done this, how they've extended the umbrella and invited the Sephardic community not only to be there but to feel comfortable there. I've never in my life, I've been, I've been to a couple of yeshivas throughout my life and I've never felt um, the welcoming um, for me at being a Sephardi, being a Sephardi uh, yeshiva bachor, avrech, I've never felt that, that you know, hospitality that I, do, that I, have in, that I had in, in yeshiva university. I was a smicha student here as well uh-huh. um, and, I, and I felt that even the Magide Shior um, catered to Svardim. They always searched to find what the what the Svardic kalach would be in this in the certain topic that they were discussing. Um, they always understood that the culture is a little different, that the minagim are a little different, and um, they were just very accepting and and 
and they understand that that we come from a very authentic uh, uh, lineage, right. and 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 they don't want us to lose that. They really don't want us to lose that. They yeah. want us to continue in that path. See, not everybody likes it. But I think it's wonderful that YU celebrates its diversity. It's incredible. And, so. and you know how many different types of events I've been up at Yeshiva University for, mm-hmm. all types, Torah and otherwise. And you see Jews of every incredible background. And thank God there are people to bring them in and speak to them and to you know encourage them. Yeah. In their own, there's there's their nothing own particularly Ashkenazic about the right. concept of getting a serious Torah education and a serious secular education to prepare for careers. In fact, I think that's more of a Sephardic tradition originally to be able to put the two together historically. Good point. Um, and uh, we're, we there, learn, for, we learn more we're there for the from, community. We're there for the Sephardic tradition, no? <laughs> and so there's no need for a separate curriculum. There's no need for special courses. As Rabbi Cohen said, there are Rebbeim who understand that the Sephardic component is so important in the halachic discussion about Jewish law, about Jewish tradition. There's no need for a separate track. They're doing in smicha, I would assume, what everyone else is doing in the Smicha program. Yes and no. Many are part of the regular tracks, but there also is, of course, one of our, one of our Rosh Yeshiva, Rabbi Eliyahu Ben Chaim, is Sephardic and right. is a, has a photographic mind. Um, and uh, he trains many of the Sephardim in particular, so they're sort of able to have the best of both. They could be part of the regular Yeshiva programs and the regular Smicha program, but also, if they like, they can do a purely Sephardic halachic track. All right. I'm, there, I'm sure that people are curious, uh, not just in the rabbinic track, but in, in Yeshiva College in general, and maybe in Stern College as well, would you say there's that same level of comfort for Spartac students who come to YU? Yes, there definitely is. There definitely is. They um, Again, it's largely due to uh, the Yeshiva's acceptance of it. Um, the students feel very, very comfortable being here. Um, the biggest part, I would say, for a student is that I live on campus, and I host Shabbat meals every single week. Um, no offense to the Ashkenazim, <laughs> but a Sephardi guy. We don't coming, know how to cook, huh? A guy coming from, uh, you know, Panama. The last thing he wants to eat on Shabbat is some gefilte fish. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, my wife is, does... He's, nine, the, he's the real deal, or better? <laughs> he is the real deal. My wife has to be given a lot of credit for this. I don't do the cooking, I just do the inviting. But, um, but Baruch Hashem, it, it's a large, largely due to, uh, to the Shabbat program, that they, how, how comfortable they feel. Yeah. And I know that we're here to talk about the Chag Micha, but again, Rabbi Cohen touches on such an important point. You know, I, I was up at the YU campus, some people may not believe this, in the 1980s, right? a long time ago. The, the atmosphere, the family atmosphere, the, the, the way that the campus has really turned into a living campus, and you know what I mean by that, not just the dormitories, I'm talking about buildings filled with Jewish families who are doing the type of inviting mm-hmm that Rabbi Cohen's talking about, a desire among students, even those who live close by, to be there on Shabbos, which was not the case in my day. It really has turned into a very welcoming environment. And it's a very, it's a very happy place. Right. I know that we all gained tremendously, those of us who were there in the 80s and before, we all gained tremendously. We owe a tremendous amount to Yeshiva. But the amount of joy that's on the campus now, people walk around, they, they, they're really excited to be there. The Bate Medrash, it's hard to believe that we put up a new base Medrash a number of years ago, and now they're both full. We're talking about 950 guys sitting for morning Seder. The, the, the feeling in that room, there's a second floor in the Gluck base Medrash with a, a balcony that you look over to the first floor, and I take people to a certain spot, and you look down. The first floor alone holds, holds three, 400, and it literally takes your breath away. It, it's, it's really a very inspiring place day and night. You have a space problem there, Rabbi Penner. 
Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Give to the Torah, we'll work on the space problems. That's Baruch Hashem. Sure. That's a good point. The Chag Asmicha convocation happens on the 19th of March up at Yeshiva University. It starts at 11.30 in the morning. You're all invited to participate by watching at yu.edu slash Chag. Again, that's yu.edu slash Chag. Rabbi Julius Berman and Rabbi Herschel Schechter will be honored with those special distinctions we discussed a few minutes ago. You can go to the same website in terms of participating in Schechter's Torah. That will be given to him in honor of his 50 years uh, teaching up at YU. You can go again to yu.edu slash Chag for information about that. And um, uh, those of you who are uh, who are anxious to watch what is always a very special ceremony, it is rare that we have ceremonies of rabbinic ordination in our community of this size, of this magnitude, of the splendor that, that Yeshua University and REITs can do it with, right? Right. It, it, it is, it's a moment where the Torah really stands in its proper place. YU is many, many wonderful things, and we cater to a wide community, but everybody agrees that at the heart of Yeshiva is this Yeshiva and this Smicha program. And it's one of those days where everything is just finally focused on that goal. It's amazing, especially to see the parents and the grandparents. Mm. Uh, listen, we are Jews. Uh, we don't always want our children to be rabbis. We'd sometimes prefer to see them, or at least think we'd like to see them <laughs> at, a, at, a, at a medical school graduation, at a law school graduation. But you must see the parents' faces at this event. It's an event where the parents say, wow, I am so proud that my son became a rabbi. And... It's a day where we acknowledge there really is nothing greater for a Jewish child to aspire to than Jewish leadership in one way or another. And no doubt there'll be some generations of rabbis in, in photos that day, right? There will be. And actually at the Reitz dinner, which follows, the Reitz dinner will be at 6 o'clock. Um, and you can also sign up for the dinner in the same place. The Reitz dinner will be looking at and honoring 12 pairs of reits. Now, there are some who have gotten smicha other places, right. but from our yeshiva, 12 pairs of grandfathers and grandsons who are all going to be celebrated together. It includes a lamb, it includes a Rosenzweig, it Whoa. includes a brander, it includes a chalap, <laughs> um, and eight other pairs. That should actually be one of the highlights of the whole day and night is when they stand up there together. Some are, are in the next world and they'll be holding a picture of their grandfather, but it's a beautiful passing of the generation. All right, so I'll ask both of you, so what do you say to Jewish parents who might be hesitant or may not be thrilled when their son decides to go down this route? What would you say to them, right, Peter? So the first thing I would say is that even if you're going to become a doctor, and we love doctors also, um, the ability to have someone continue to learn we we develop beautiful neshamas in the yeshiva on the undergraduate level, but the ability to take off a few more years and to study night and day and to be with the Rosh Yeshiva and in the yeshiva, it's an investment for life, just as I think coming to Yeshiva University is. It's an investment in who you're going to be. As far as the field of the Rabbanus, um, there's nothing that um, I, I love more than than the field of Avodah HaKodesh. It's, uh, it's an incredibly rewarding thing to do. It's not always as rewarding financially as some other things, although Baruch Hashem, the standards have changed a lot. But uh, we go, we choose a career for more than just what pays the most. We choose a career for something that we come home every day and we say, wow, I made a difference. And by the way, we should mention that some of the top medical people out there in our community are Musmachim of Wa'i. Yeah, Baruch Hashem. About 25% of the class is going into other professions, and they come usually knowing that they're doing that, but they want to get smicha anyway. And some of them, and we could actually name names, which we won't do, 
have brought their rabbinic experience into their medical experience and can speak about both topics like nobody else can. Right, absolutely. There are people doing that, and there are people who are professionals who are giving shiurim. One of the questions I'll ask on an exit interview if you're going to a different graduate school afterwards is, so how are you going to use this smicha? The smicha gives you an achrayas, a responsibility to claw your throw. How are you going to use this to better the community? And they do it. It's it's amazing what they're accomplishing. Rabbi Penner and Rabbi Cohen are here. Rabbi Cohen, I ask you the same question. Parents or other family members who sometimes question the direction their son is going in when applying for a smicha program, as you did, what would you say to them? So first of all, I have to say thank you to my parents and my in-laws for being so <laughs> <laughs> being so accepting of me, uh, me and my wife making that decision uh, to go down this this path of life. It's uh, it's been a tremendous experience, and I thank you for that. Um, it's look, it's a it's it's a very understandable uh, point that they're making. You know, the vision of of a rabbi. The classic traditional vision of a rabbi is someone who can't really pay his bills, has stains on his clothing, and <laughs> and you know, uh, but that's just really not true. It's it's not true. Um, you're taken care of, um, and like Barry Penner was saying, it's it's the most fulfilling job on earth. It really is. It's so rewarding. I've only been doing this for about a year and a half, a little more than a year and a half, um, and these have been the most fulfilling years or a year and a half in my life. You already. know, Barry Penner in the intro mentioned Furkauf and special courses and programs. Could you describe for the audience the type of things that, that rabbis-to-be are now going through under your jurisdiction, under your leadership, in order to expand their horizons when it comes to these areas? We're getting a, we're getting a basic understanding of, of, of the mental health uh, industry, of basically what, what to look out for, um, not really how to cure or how to give therapy, but really what to look out for and who to refer to um, what would be a red flag when you see in a student or a congregant? Um, I've already, I've, I've, I've been in this course for about a year already, wow. um, and I've already, you know, experienced some very, very hands-on tips that have been given to me um, dealing with students myself. It, it could change a rabbi from be from feeling helpless in a situation when he's trying to help exactly. somebody exactly. to actually being able to do something constructive for the exactly. person, even if it just means referring them to somebody yeah. or you know sending them to. You know, somewhere where that could be helpful to them. Right. I, I had more than 20 years on the ground experience, right. and I've sat in on a few sessions, and it's embarrassing how much I learned from these classes. So <laughs> we're literally talking about a completely different level of, of rabbinic ability uh, with the students that are coming out. Pretty amazing. Chag HaSmicha, 19th of March, yu.edu slash Chag. We encourage everybody in the community to support the Safer Torah Project in honor of Rav Shechter, well-deserved. I think more and more of the community worldwide is understanding the greatness of Rav Shechter. Thank God. Baruch Hashem. They'll be actually uh, tonight in Passaic, um, a chance to fill in letters at 8 o'clock at the Gervis home. There'll be a chance uh, next Motzei Shabbos, obviously not Purim, uh, next Motzei Shabbos in Tinek at the Orlinsky home. So you can check YU's uh, website for information on those opportunities to actually come and write a letter with the sofa and take a picture with Rabbi Shechter and to be able to say a thank you to him. Oh, is that what was going on in the Five Towns Sunday morning? And that's what was also, we've been in the Five Towns, the West Side. Uh, I, I can't even remember where we've been. Yeah. We, we did this in Los Angeles. Wow. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people are joining in this effort. Well, his international impact is certainly growing more and more, that's for sure. All right, Menachem Penner is the Dean of Reitz, Rabbi Isaac Alchanan Theological Seminary, uh, the Max and Marion Grill Dean of Reitz. Uh, Rabbi Dan Cohen is the, uh, let me get it right, he is the Edmund Safra, Sephardic Skan Mashkiach up at YU. I thank you both very, very much for being here today. Mazel tov, Mabruk!
And Mazel Tov, is that the right one, Mabruk? That's, right, that's, that's good? Right. You got very it. impressive. That, that satisfies? Mabruk, Mazel Tov, it is a very, very auspicious time up at Yeshiva University. Chag Smicha time is always a very, very big deal, to say the least. All right, Penner, enjoy. Our best regards to everybody. Hopefully we'll be able to join you that day. Whether I we, hope so. Whether we do or don't, I'm going to encourage everybody to, to watch and be part of this great worldwide Torah celebration, because that's what it is. I hope it's, so. It's Thank you so much. Torah. Great to see you as always. A pleasure. Thank you both. Uh, more coming up. It is a uh, a Tuesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM, and uh, here we go with more music.
What is it? <laughs> what could I do for you? This is going to sound just utterly ridiculous to you, but I'm moving, you see. And in an old coat in a trunk, I found this shoe repair ticket that must be seven or eight years old. It's for some shoes I brought in before I went into the Navy, and then I moved away from Brooklyn, and now I found this old ticket. And I know it sounds ridiculous that you would have the shoes after seven years, but I took a chance. Oh, I get it. You're that fellow from Candid Camera. <laughs> No, 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 sir. Honestly, look, look, here's the ticket. Let me see it. Are you out of your mind? We haven't even used the numbers in years. Not... No, please, sir. No, no, it was a long trip here from Baltimore. I know it's ridiculous, but please, take a look in the back. All right, all right. I'll look. I'll be right back. This is very embarrassing. But after all, they don't make shoes like they used to. How can I be foolish enough to think that after seven years that they would still... Hey, mister from Baltimore, Maryland. Yes? You're not going to believe it. You mean you found my shoes? Was it with half soles, leather heels, and metal tips? Yes, yes, that's right. It'll be ready Tuesday. <laughs> oh, yes. It'll be ready Tuesday. Tuesday morning at JM in the AM. Hello, all. Oh, that's a funny one. One of our funnier ones. Yehuda Green with Hodul Hashem. You heard Hema done by Shalshelis Jr. here at JM in the AM. Congratulations to Team Israel. They're 2-0 and in the World Baseball Classic. How do you like that? I was asked to announce... Um, a representative of uh, Rav David Feinstein contacted me and said that the MTJ calendar had a mistake for the start of this coming Thursday's fast. Uh, the fast begins, according to the uh, MTJ tradition, at 4.46, and they had a later time on their calendar. So if you have the MTJ calendar, just be aware of that. Fast starts later than we thought. Um... What else can I tell you? Congratulations to Frisch. They win the Sarachek tournament. And um, I'm sure they're celebrating over in uh, Paramus, New Jersey. Why not? They should be very proud, to say the least. Tomorrow, the rumor is that tomorrow, Zusha will appear in our studio at some point in the 8 o'clock hour. The rumor is that Zusha will appear in our studio at some point in the 8 o'clock hour tomorrow. I suggest you uh, stay tuned in, that you tune in tomorrow, and have a um, and have a uh, great time, as we plan on having, with Zusha uh, here at JM in the AM. More coming up. It's a JMAM Tuesday, and to keep it right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.
J.M. in the A.M. with brand new Leif Tahar. Song entitled L'cha Dodi. Before that, Mordechai Shapiro and Sechar Mitzvah. Avramo had Kapara in that set. Tuesday morning, J.M. in the A.M. Tomorrow, the rumor is that Zusha is going to be in studio with us here at J.M. in the A.M. That is the rumor. Zusha expected in studio in the 8 o'clock hour at some point. Looking forward to that. Um, reminder that Mordechai Shapiro, who you heard in that set, is going to be the featured entertainer at the Purim Chagiga for Hechala Torah. That's happening in Teaneck, New Jersey, this coming Saturday night for Purim at 70 Sterling Place. Information at 201-335-0633. That's 201-335-0633 for information on that. Um, coming up right after JM and the AM, it's JM Rewind. Those of you who were not able to be there Monday night for the armchair discussion down in Boca with Rabbi Fass and uh, Tony Gelbart, uh, you'll have an opportunity to hear the whole thing coming up on JM Rewind starting at 9 o'clock this morning right after JM and the AM. Again, it's my conversation from last Monday night down in Boca Raton Synagogue with Rabbi Fass and Tony Gelbart of Nefesh Benefesh. Celebrating 15 years. Today's live lunch, ZK will do that starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And as we said, Zusha in studio coming up tomorrow at some point in the 8 o'clock hour. Also, circle your calendar for one week from today. We're going to be coming to Flatbush, Brooklyn, it seems, for the next live lunch brought to you by the by the Manischewitz Company. Our friends at Manischewitz are bringing us to Brooklyn, New York. That'll be a week from today starting at 11 a.m. We'll give you the details as we get closer and closer. Also, a reminder that... Um, Mizrahi has online information about the uh, major mission, the mega mission to Jerusalem, coming up on May the 22nd. It is in celebration of the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. Make sure you're there. They're trying to attract as many Jews from outside Israel, from the diaspora, to come and celebrate and be part of the incredible celebration. It's 50 years later since the Six-Day War. You are encouraged to go to the website, Mizrahi.org slash YY50. Again, Mizrahi.org slash YY50 for all the information. Also, this Sunday is Purim, and we remind everybody that um, NSN, the Nachum Siegel Network, will present amazing Purim music all day long. If you want a great soundtrack for Purim Day for your home, for your Purim Suda, as you're traveling around with Mishloch Manos, etc., etc., you want to check out us at NSN all through Purim Day. 
That's this coming Sunday. And don't forget that on Shushan Purim on Monday, David Cutler of um, NCSY Summer Program is going to be joining us for a very special Shushan Purim drawing. We'll talk more about that as we get closer and closer. That happens on Shushan Purim morning this coming Monday. More coming up from JM in the AM.
Brand new from a gentleman, David Shamula, before that Leif Tahar from Volume 5. They're expected in studio tomorrow during the 8 o'clock hour. Zusha wraps up a Tuesday at JM the Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsor digital radio. Around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com on the NahumSiegel Network. on our beloved NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app. Wraps up an amazing Tuesday for us here at JMNAM. Thank you to Rabbi Penner and Rabbi Cohn for joining us. And Mazal Tov to everybody who's receiving their rabbinic ordination up at YU on the 19th of March. Tomorrow we're back with plenty of talk about Purim, plus Zusha is supposed to appear in the 8 o'clock hour, which will be really cool. Make sure to be tuned in. Coming up next, if you missed my armchair conversation from Boca, with Rabbi Fass and Tony Gelbart. That happens next on JM Rewind. You'll hear it in its entirety coming up. ZK will do a live lunch starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Tune in and enjoy. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. (laughs) 